Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Ben Buckley, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast. Uh, thanks, Levan. It's really great to be here. Thanks so much for the invitation. It's a real privilege. Well, the privilege is all mine today, young Ben Buckley, broadcasting out of the great country of India, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I've, uh, I'm from the UK, but I've been in India about probably 11 years now. So it's been quite a journey. How did that happen? I came here in about 2010 for uh, some work that I was doing. It was probably like uh, maybe six months. And I've been, I've been connected with India since I was a boy. I lived in the mountains of India for three years when I was a boy with my grandfather there. And uh, I came here in 2010 and I was traveling to a wedding. And on that train journey, I heard uh, a kind of inner voice that said to me that you're going to be in India a long time and a lot longer than you actually thought. And um, from that moment, it began these series of connections. I ended up connecting with some really amazing people here. And uh, so I just stayed and I worked with them and we created some amazing things over these years. So that's how I ended up here. I left England, didn't go back and just stayed here and just let everything go there. So that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and what role has Steve Hardison played in all of this and all of what you were doing and who you were being? Well, actually, it was interesting because it's connected to what I said was I heard this inner voice saying, you're going to be in India longer than you thought. And um, at that time, I had spent probably like 10 years doing all various kinds of uh, jobs. And I was um, really flowing in a kind of uh, intuitive, prophetic kind of a flow. So I was doing some um, kind of itinerant speaking at different events and conferences, mainly just in healing, prophetic gifts. And in on the side, I had this little business where I was helping people with online marketing funnels because I've been trained in that as well. So... Um, I was listening to Steve Hardison through, um, I think it was uh, Steve Chandler, a book I picked up. I had loads of his books. I used to like Steve Chandler. And every book he had, he said, oh, there's this guy called Steve Hardison. He's amazing. So when I did a Google search, I couldn't find anything except for this video of the Juice the Tui story about the football player. And um, so I watched that video and I actually don't even remember the story or anything about what happened. All I remember him was talking about this commitment. And he, when he started talking about commitment, he just kind of lit up. And it was just like, I felt, you know, I felt, I was crying. I felt like just energy going through my body every time he spoke on it. So I, I began to put it on a loop. I ripped it, put it on audio, played it in my car. Hundreds of times I listened to this um, bit and I would just fast forward it and I even cut it the beginning of it, the end of it, and just put that like 15 minute bit that I liked on it and used to just play it. And um, 
what was really interesting was I know this is probably I'll try and cut the story short, but I I interpret dreams. I have um a gift of interpreting dreams. And I was on these international forums interpreting dreams for people. And I connected with a guy in England who was he, he they they do it on an international level. And he worked for a guy who even interpreted dreams for presidents, like the president of the United States, I think Bill Clinton at the time. And uh, so he he uh, I had this dream, I interpreted it, and I didn't realize, but he then called this international prophetic guy and told him about this dream. So this guy contacted me and wanted to meet me and asked me to come to this uh, retreat in Lonavalo near Mumbai, and if I could meet him there. So I went on this journey and it ended up, he asked me if I could train people in dreams in his material across the south of India. And he gave me all his book publishing rights and all different types of things. And so I began to work with him. And when I started to do this, I was doing this at a retreat in Hyderabad. And one of my friends had a connection with this multimillionaire businessman. And while I was doing this retreat, he walked in just by chance to talk to him about some business they were doing. And he watched what I was doing. And he, after the meeting, he came over and said, uh, you know, like, who are you? He's a kind of an interesting guy. He doesn't really uh, speak a lot. He's just very direct. So he was like, who are you? What do you do? He said, I want to see you. Uh, come to my office on Monday. I want to talk to you. And um, through this connection, it opened up a whole world where I was um you know, I, I I was being asked to train people in spiritual gifts, intuition across all these business networks, his spiritual networks. Um, I ended up on stages speaking to about 2,000 people a week. I was leading teams of hundreds of people. Um, he had loads of facilities. I was running one of those for him as well. So I managed that. And so in the space of maybe eight months after listening to that on loop, on loop, on loop, I found myself going from, because in that when I listened to that loop, I committed to myself, I'm going to be the best prophetic person on earth. I'm going to, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be powerful. All the things that I've dreamed about, I'm going to commit to it and do it. But I didn't know how. And then six months later, I'm in this place where actually I walk into a building, hundreds of people are looking to me for leadership. I'm standing on stages and 2,000 people a week. I'm their spiritual guide and leader. And then I'm coaching people because every conference I did, I would have 50 to 100 every week in my office through the week saying, can you help me with this? Help me with my business. Help me with my life. Help me. So, you know, my office was like he like a healing surgery on one day, prophetic the next day, coaching the next day. It was really crazy. And so India was a place of just great growth. And I it was 100% connected to that video I had with Steve. Uh, what was really funny as well was I reached out to him at the time and said, your video has just changed my life. And he replied back four years later, I think, five, six years later. Six years later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because so I thought, oh, the guy's so busy, he didn't even reply, but he he hadn't seen it. And then he replies back saying, oh, I'm sorry, I must have missed this. And here's some material for you or something. And uh, that's what happened. So, and then, um, yeah, so that's how I first got introduced to Steve. There's a similar thread coming through with a number of the guests on this on this podcast, not just with me um, and my guests, but the other three amigos that were uh, recording. And I've come to figure out something. You mentioned marketing. I reckon Steve Hardison has to be 
the Mormon Dan Kennedy of marketing, right? For you, for those who haven't heard of Dan Kennedy, <laughs> look him up. He's he's the uh, the OG, right? Yeah. And that that Deuce Tilly video completely transformed my stuff, and is the single greatest piece of marketing equipment in the history of the world. And I don't know. I don't want to make this assumption, but I wouldn't have thought that that would have been Steve's intent, but just a divine download, you know, him being told to to give that one recorded speech at that time because there was nothing else that existed on the interweb. And, uh, you know, there's a bit more out there now, but my goodness. And uh, it's funny, a, a few people that I've, I've referred it to, because I must have sent that video to 250 people at least, at least. And... Most people's responses, they have a profound <laughs> impact from it. And as a few more secular people were like, they know that they, they've experienced something, they don't know what it is, and they revert back to a, um, an analytical kind of approach. Have you had this experience at all, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, like you said, I've given that video to lots of people, and I can pretty much tell where they are by the response. Uh, people either really love it or they just kind of go, hmm, just, you know, like that. So, and that that's really good because I think with these types of things is people are either in a place where they're ready and open to it or they're just in their process. So it just kind of either opens up a beautiful, powerful conversation or it just kind of puts things on a shelf for how I talk with that person and lead them. But I think what you're saying about Steve with the, with the, um, Dan Kennedy connection with marketing. You know, I think one of the the powerful things that we recognize is that we are guided by spirit, which Steve is, absolutely. Uh, so we're guided by this place of love and connection. But without wisdom, that love really has no structure and no form to actually produce and create things on the earth. And I think uh, what Steve has is a beautiful combination. It's my life is based on that. Like, how do I take my gift, my my flow, my energy, my power, and create a structure around it where it can produce and create powerful things for other people and for for the for the on the earth and on the world. So, how do I take things that are in the sky, that are dreams, that are just unlimited and powerful, and how do I actually build them? And I think we need that combination of love and wisdom to actually create powerfully. And he's very wise. I mean, he's got he's a very good salesman. Or he's amazing at it. But what I love about it, it isn't fake. It's deeply connected, deeply spiritual, deeply powerful. And that's really where the, I think it's dynamite when wisdom and love just connect like that. And it produces just amazing things, you know. I would concur 100%. And, and we glossed over something that I think is really important to talk about. This interpretation of dreams is, I think there's been many books written about it, and lots of people love to think that they can do it. But, you know, you and I have had interactions and you've shared stuff with me that's been really transformative. Can you explain to the layman how that works or whatever you feel like you want to share with regards to that? Yeah, I think um, dreams are, are extremely powerful. Um you know, we say sometimes that as a person, I had a dream, but really when we have like, have a dream, it it's really the dream that had us. We find ourselves in this story. We go to sleep and we find ourselves in this story where the center of this story and it all unfolds around us. And um, dreams are, are just one of the most powerful ways in for me through which 
we can receive divine information or spiritual information because often we're very closed off. And when we go into to sleep, we go into a place of just rest and, and a place where we're not, we've not got those walls up. And it's, it's a beautiful time where we can really listen to the spirit. Um, I think most of my, or many of the things that happened to me in my life came through dreams. Uh, I had dreams that of things that happened, dreams where I would meet people and um, what I would say to them and what they would say to me, dreams of um, where things just shifted in my life, like understanding. Like, um, for example, one of the transformative things that happened in my life was in about 2004, I'd, I'd been involved in lots of leadership. I'd served with spiritual leaders and mentors and guides, and I, I'd actually was leading a lot of people. And um, I had this dream, and in this dream, I'm across from my spiritual mentor, and this mentor looks at me and says, Ben, I would like you to share your story of how you overcame drug and heroin addiction and how you became a leader today, how you went from this uh, journey of being a drug addict, homeless, to how you're impacting the lives of all these people. I'd love you to share that. I have a conference with thousands of young people. Could you do that? So I said, yes, yeah, sure. And the dream cut. And then I'm again in front of him and I have these paper that I've written my story and I pass it to him. I say, this is what I'm going to share. And he's like, this is awesome. I was there with you at all of these times. I saw all these things happen. These young people are just going to be blown away. It's going to be awesome. And as he's saying it, suddenly I feel this conviction in my heart, like, oh. And I, I suddenly realize I can't say this. It's a lie. And I say to him, you know what? This is a lie. I cannot share this story. So he says, what do you mean? I know all of this is true. Everything there that you've written is true. So I said, um, no, it's not true. And he said, well, how can that be? And I said, well, because all I've done in this story here is tell you all the good things that happened of the healings that happened, the miracles that happened, the power that happened, how this happened and that happened. But actually, I've not told you half of it. I didn't tell you about the mental struggles, the depression. I didn't tell you about how difficult it was and all the challenges that I had, how many times. I, I, did, I just missed out all of the other stuff, and I told you the good stuff. And suddenly I wake up in this dream, and now what flashes before my eyes is the person that I just had a conversation with who I was leading this group. And what would happen was every week I'd come to the group and I'd be like, hey, yesterday I was walking down the road. As I walked down the road, suddenly the spirit told me the name of this person walking down the street. So I crossed over, said, is your name so-and-so? And he's like, yeah. And I said, have you got this sickness? He's yeah. Just spoke over him. He got healed. And I would tell him this story. And yesterday at work, this woman walked over, my manager. I interpreted a dream. She began to cry. This happened. And I got you know, promoted in my job and all this kind of stuff. Every week I'd be telling these stories because I was on fire. I'd always do this stuff. And um, she looked at me in the eyes. And this is what I see in the dream. She looked at me in the eyes and she said, you know what, Ben? I think God really loves you. You're, you're amazing. And what you do is amazing. And then she looked at me and said, but God doesn't love me. I've never done anything important like this in my life. I don't think I have any gifts. And suddenly I saw this like dejection in her face. And then I began to see all of these people and it was the same thing. And what I realized was that all I was doing was showing how powerful I was. And in that process, they were diminishing. And suddenly I heard in my heart, you have a choice before you right now. You can choose to be great and make other people less, or you can be choose to be less and make other people great. 
And then I began to realize in that moment, and then I heard that all, what I want you to do is be honest and share people the process. Just be truthful with everybody you meet. Tell them what happens, what doesn't happen. And so I began to do that, and it took quite a while of me to be to tone down all of the good stuff and just be real with people and, and help people see the journey of how we develop into a leader, of how we develop in spiritual growth, like how difficult it is, how challenging it is. And as I began to open that up to people, people began to say, yeah, I can do that as well. Actually, I have the same experience that you do. So if you're, if you're doing that and you go through that as well, then I can do it too. And that was a dream that shifted my world. That was just one of hundreds of types of dreams. Sometimes it's about others, but dreams are so powerful. And at events, when you share dreams with people and, and you interpret them, it just blows them away, you know? Oh, man, I love you for sharing that, Ben. And and how long have you been sober before? Oh, 20, since 1998. Congratulations, man. just wanted to acknowledge that because it's a, not not that it's even a challenge for you, I'm guessing, right, the, at this stage of your life. Yeah, well, I, I, ma- think, ma- I, I think it's, so it's never – I wouldn't say it's a challenge, but it's there's always an opportunity to go into a cycle where when things are difficult, what do we do to kind of cope? What do we do to kind of um, deal with those emotions, those feelings? And there's always an open door to that. Uh, and I think it, it, it's um, that's always there for everyone. Like, what do I do to do that? And what we do in secret, most people don't know. But um, yeah, for me, it just it just didn't make sense. Especially, I I I think my purpose in life is to connect other people to this place, and that's what I do. But the I think once I found that connection, it just didn't make sense to to, to do that. I just didn't make sense to me anymore. So, yeah. Well, I, I want to share a dream with you yeah. in the audience because Anna, my darling wife, had a dream when she was a young, young woman about going to Disney World, right? And we realized that dream in the last seven days and we had an opportunity. We nearly didn't come. We nearly didn't come. And we had two amazing days. And even I got sort of sucked into it as well. It became my childhood dream as well. You know, I really connected to my inner child and we had a hell of a time. And I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in Melbourne, but is in Greece. And he said, uh, where are you in the world? Because we've been traveling around a lot. I said, we're in Florida. He goes, you need to connect with my mate, Tony. And I was like, okay, what's his phone number? Like, that was it. Called him. Hey, Tony, I'm a friend of James. Uh, he said, hey, Laban. Um, we're down in Boca, um, Boca Raton, like Del Rey part of Florida, which was about three hours drive from Orlando. We were supposed to fly back to Orlando on Tuesday. So we pushed our flights back to Saturday morning and just drove down on a whim. And Tony Wilcox, Dr. Tony Wilcox is a double degreed acupuncturist uh, down here with this amazing clinic that is a sanctuary of spirituality and light and God and Jesus and Buddha. And like, it's amazing. And and so we, we get access to all this cupping and acupuncture and red light therapy and crystal therapy and all this other stuff. And as I'm as my healing journey goes, Ben, I'm becoming like if there was a woo awards like in twenty twenty two, I reckon I'd be nominated for a few things now, right? But then he goes, Hey, look, would you guys come out and have dinner with me and my wife? And I'm like, We'd love to. And I I don't know his his wife. 
And so we go to dinner and her name is Marceline Dyer. And Marceline Dyer was Wayne Dyer's wife. Wow. Right? The manifestation guy. Yeah. For those who haven't heard of Wayne Dyer, he's easily regarded as one of the best and he's dead now, but he, he died a few years back. But, you know, we end up at dinner with this woman who calls people like Ram Das and Deepak Chopra. Like, you know, I mean, Ram Das is dead now, but Deepak Chopra's on the phone every other week, you know, like, we're like, how on God's green earth did we end up in this situation? And and they've been doing a lot of work around ayahuasca. They've had she her daughters have had some some addiction issues from a former marriage and then children from that family and had some amazing success with ayahuasca. And so we've found ourselves now flying out next Wednesday on this all expenses trip to Costa Rica to do this five-day ayahuasca thing when we were supposed to fly back to Salt Lake City, you know? So um, isn't that just so profound and, and amazing? So we'll keep you posted on the update of that. I just wanted to share that with you because it just tied in beautifully with what you've been talking about, I think. Yeah, it's amazing how dreams are like that. Um, I think sometimes we dream things like that, and what it does is it shows us that I'm on the path that I was meant to be on. We see the future and when those moments come, it's just like a sign to you, like, I've actually, this, this was meant to happen. This is part of my future, part of my destiny. And you realize it and you have lots of dreams like stepping stones and it's a beautiful sign that, like that, just to dream something and it happens. Well, we, so were, cool. we, were, not, we were in Orlando three weeks prior um, for an event and for a healing ceremony that Anna and I did privately. And there was absolutely no need for us to be back in Florida. And, you know, financially, it was like, oh, sure, we shouldn't really be doing this. And then we just went, we just submitted and released. Rather than trying to control this, this, guide, this guidance from, from the universe, right, I'm, I'm getting better and better at just submitting to <laughs> the universe. And uh, even this podcast has been, you know, we've had to muck around with some dates and stuff. And the timing of it with you sharing this this my my experience, and I, and I would love for you to share about the ultimate experience that's taking place in Mumbai in February, if you don't mind. Yeah, I would love to. It's, um, I mean, it, to be honest with you, the whole creation of it is a miracle. But the what's just incredible is that people are coming from all over the earth uh, to be part of this, to connect, to come together, and for me, it's just something that's beyond, uh, you know, the creation of what people can do but it's something you know powerful it's almost like the hearts of everyone around the world are being spoken to and drawn together for something that's going to be just created and powerful there are amazing speakers amazing people i mean there's literally as far as i'm aware hundreds of people traveling from all corners of the earth australia uk in uh i mean it's just incredible uh the energy is amazing India is an amazing place. Um, it's just an amazing place to have it. I, I can't describe to you how amazing um, the the place is here. Uh, it's an incredibly spiritual place. I just think it's a, something, it's a catalyst for something that's going to take place. We just have a great sense there'll be an awakening of being across India as well. Um, it's just be, it'll be an awakening like a ripple that will really impact the nation of India. And it will, yeah, be an event that really 
create something. I mean, what it creates, we never really know. I think it's the coming together, the creating the space and creating that. And then from that, we will see something emerge. Uh, we have a sense of it, but what that will actually be, uh, that's what makes it really exciting, I think. So, yeah, anyone who's watching this who's not part of it, just find out, get connected, reach out. would love to have a conversation with you about how you can be just part of this historic thing that's taking place, you know. Yeah, I agree, and, and and we didn't plan to talk about this at all. But um, like, and a massive shout out to Coach Ranjan as well, who's who's the the, the catalyst for this. So, where how do people find out about this? By the way, I don't know. Do you know? Yeah, I, I, as far as I'm aware, they've just worked out the venue, so the venue's booked, all the speakers are booked. I think the all the website and everything else is about to go online just now. By so, the time this comes out, it might be live. So I, I think it will. So we'll just post that up there right now. It will be. It, yeah, it, you'll be able to find it. today or tomorrow or something. Get on the Ultimate so, Coach Facebook group, um, and I'm sure there'll be some information. We'll reach out to Coach Ranjan. So uh, I've been. It's in Mumbai, and and Coach uh, Ranjan reliably said that it's only ten minute drive from the airport. <laughs> now I've been to India. I've been to India, and I can highly recommend. I don't know you can recommend it, Ben, because you live there. But the thing that you just touched on really quickly is this the this is audio only this podcast but i'm what i'm showing uh trying to show ben because it's blurred is the the hawkins levels of consciousness right and you talk about a, a shift in in india when this event happens now i'm gonna probably bastardize this a little bit i don't mean to but someone said to me that the further up these levels of consciousness and someone used tony robbins as a reference right he's someone that's close to enlightenment i don't know where he would be maybe he's like an 850 divine grace and love union or super um casual truth i'm not, I'm not sure full consciousness i think is is enlightenment isn't it and for every one of those it negates a quarter of a million people or something. Do you know anything about this, Ben? you able to shed some light on this? Um, I'm not particularly sure about that specific thing you're showing me there, but I mean, for me, how I see in terms of levels of consciousness in terms of like India, it's for me, it's more of an openness to spirituality or it's like an openness to it. Um, so it's like an open door. That's how I see it. I wouldn't say if you come here, you can very clearly see that there is not high levels of consciousness in a lot of people. There's extreme poverty, extreme, you know, there's lots of things that are not, that are a sign of, you know, the exact opposite of that. Yeah. There, there's a, an absolutely huge capacity and an openness to spiritual things. And so something like this, um, people would be really open to it. So it, if people could embrace this uh, and, and embrace the work, even the work I've done, as people embrace it, that opens the door to that. And it, it, it accelerates really quickly when people are open. Uh, you know, and especially if you go to some of the Western uh, spheres of the world, it's not that um, people are less enlightened, but there's often a lot of, in terms of the mind, people are, can be quite close to some of those things because they believe in rational thought. Um, but that can be quickly uh, avoided too. Yeah. Well, I think um, the short answer is if you can get to India, like if you can if you can leave your country without any issues, even if you can't, get out. I got out. Get to this event. 
it will be really transformative. And uh, I can't recommend it more highly. Ben, how do people find you? Well, they can go to my uh, website. So that's uh, coachbenbuckley.com. And uh, Facebook, even uh, WhatsApp, something like that. I, can, I put my contacts up there so people can get in touch. Um, yeah, I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. Pretty, uh, I love to connect with people, talk with people. So, yeah, always open to a good conversation. And we certainly have those. Ben, do you have any concluding thoughts for our amazing audience today? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think life really begins when we connect to ourselves. And the most important thing that we could ever do is create that connection within ourselves to to really look past uh, just just stop seeking the things that are outside that are that are so loud and distracting and really look within and make that connection. It's from that place that we find everything that we need, our wisdom, our strength and limited vision and power. And it, it's that it's that connection that really changes everything. It changes the game. It changes what we do, changes who we are, changes how we see, changes how we live and move and breathe. And I think that really is the most important thing. And I think that's why people want to go to this event. That's why I do what I do. It's why you do what you do. And it's in that place that we find everything that we need. And so connection with ourselves, that deep connection, that commitment to ourselves and who we're being, and that is the most important thing. Being is the place that we come from and it's the place that we go to. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Buckley. Thank you, Levan. It's great to be here. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.